You're listening to Practical Wellness with best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and mind-body wellness expert, Jaya Jaya Myra. Learn how to create good mental, emotional, and physical health simply and naturally with practical lifestyle tips for holistic well-being. Jaya Jaya Myra has inspired audiences worldwide and is here to empower you to live a healthy, purpose-filled life. And now, your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Practical Wellness. I am your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Today, I am excited to have special guest here who is a fellow author and TEDx speaker, Mark Hennick. And we are going to be talking about mental health and all things mental health related, which is one of my favorite topics in the world. So super excited to have you here today, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to t- talking with you. Absolutely. So I love talking with other authors and people who are trying to make the world a better place by changing mindset. What were some of your experiences that led you to have such a focus on mental health in your work? Well, you know, I really started dealing with uh, depression and anxiety as a little kid. I, you know, now I know uh, that I was at least 10 years old when I actually first became suicidal. And I think I'd actually been depressed and anxious for a lot longer before that, as many people are. Um, I had my first suicide attempt when I was only 12. And then over the next several years, I was in and out of hospital more than half a dozen times uh, with increasingly dangerous uh, ideations and attempts. And it really wasn't until um, what ended up being my last uh, suicide attempt when a complete stranger pulled me off of the edge of a bridge uh, and, and saved my life. Uh, that I really went on to, uh, I think, realize that I could do that uh, both literally and figuratively for other people too, that I could um, potentially use my experience uh, to save people's lives. So, you know, I think really from that very early uh, time in my life, I started to realize that uh, maybe my experience was happening for me rather than to me, and maybe I could I could give something good back to the world. So. That's really what motivates me to, to, to share my experience through the book and really all of the work I've been doing in mental health uh, for my entire career. That makes a lot of sense. And I love what you said about this, is, this experience happened for you. That's the way that I look at, at my life. And I think it's a very powerful way for people to look at their lives in general, because everything that has happened to you, you get to choose how you utilize that and how you let it propel you forward. You can either react to a situation or you can choose to respond to it and use it as a catalyst to make things better in your life or for the lives of other people. Yeah, and you know, I, I tell this story um, in a TEDx talk that I did a few years ago that, that went viral, uh, and I share the story in the book as well, of when I was on the edge of that bridge, I was a 15-year-old kid, uh, and it was just my heels on the concrete and then nothing under my toes, and there were two men, two strangers, the one who was standing behind me, he had stopped and was talking to me, and I couldn't really see him, I only ever knew for, for more than a decade after that that uh, he was wearing a light brown jacket all at the time, that's all that I could remember. But there was also another stranger uh, who, was at this, uh, who was on the sidelines, the barricades that the police had set up uh, uh, eventually. Uh, and he chose to stand there and shout to me. And he actually shouted and called me a coward and told me to jump. Uh, and I was struck, I think, when I left the hospital that time uh, between uh, of the image of these two complete strangers behind me who were watching the exact same situation unfold in front of them. And they had two very different responses. One who reached out and, and grabbed me and cared and, and 
you know, modeled good listening and, and connection building. Uh, and this other guy who was just there for a spectacle. And I, I think that really realizing that I had more choice than I thought of which of those two people I wanted to be like uh, is really what changed things for me, that I could make that choice. That is such a profound experience to have when you literally have a person propelling you towards greatness and someone that's going to help propel you towards your death. What was it in that moment that made you just totally change and say, yeah, this is where I want to go and I don't want to do this? You know, it's funny. I think um, anybody who's been through recovery from a severe and persistent mental illness or a complex mental illness of any kind, I don't think anybody has ever experienced a, an aha moment or, or a, um, you know, a, a sudden recovery. It, it's something that happens iteratively over a very long time. And, and in my case, it took more than 10 years. I didn't realize how far I'd come until I was actually forced to look back. Um, but I think mm -hmm. where it started at that point, that, that tipping point for me, uh, I remember leaving the hospital that day. And I'd been in and out of the hospital so many times that they didn't even do follow-up care anymore. I mean, they didn't do that much to begin with, obviously, since I kept struggling. Um, but I think they, they sent me home in a taxi. Nobody came to pick me up. Like, it, it was just, I had become a frequent flyer, basically, a, a high service user. But when I left that day, I remember noting that it was the first day of spring. And I don't know why that was so significant to me at the time, but it was almost a, a sense of rebirth that I could do it again. Maybe something else could happen in me. And uh, I think from then, while I had been spiraling down for years, I think, you know, getting worse and worse and worse, uh, that's when I started to spiral up, when I started to have little uh, small wins that propelled me forward, you know, opening up about my experience and it turning out that it, that people didn't uh, get become more afraid of me or leave me uh, because I had been experiencing these things. The opposite happened. They started sharing their experience with me too and saying they knew uh, at least piece of what I was going through because they'd been through it too. So I think it was those small wins that accumulated over time that eventually added up to recovery. Uh, absolutely. Recovery, as you said, does not ever happen all at one time. There are small steps forward where eventually when you look back, you're like, wow, I, I came that far. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So, And there's also lots of steps back too. I think people, um, especially early on, you know, the first half of recovery from a mental illness, uh, you're really down on yourself every time you relapse. But then eventually, I think you come to the realization that relapse is kind of just part of the package for it. Uh, and and that, that came much later for me, where um, I would start to backslide again into an, another depression. Uh, and it was just a mind shift switch that was like, you know, I've been here before. I've recovered from this before. This hasn't killed me any of the other times I've been here, so why should it kill me this time? And, and it was a real um, significant shift for me to not think, oh, this again, this means that I'm unhelpable and that I'm broken, that I'm cursed with this thing, to rather, oh, this is just another chance to practice the skills that I've been building all my life. That's right. Progress, not perfection. That would be the mantra for success because none of us are ever perfect at anything. That, I, I mean, that, that's just the truth of the situation. Yeah, life wouldn't be very much fun if we were all perfect, right? No, it'd be boring, I think. Absolutely. So since you are so familiar with struggling with this, I have struggled with depression and anxiety in the past as well before I learned like really great coping skills like mindfulness and meditation and spiritual practice. Uh, what would your top tip be for someone 
who is feeling overwhelmed and who's feeling depressed. Like we have a lot of that going on right now. One with the elections coming up, being in the midst of this COVID crisis that just seems to be getting worse. There's tons of people with financial difficulties out there and just feeling like they don't know what to do. Uh, what would be your tip for them, something that they can do quickly and simply to start changing their mindset and elevating their mood? You know, one of the things that I've found in, in my years of uh, navigating um, struggle personally has been it's the friction that gets created from resistance that causes often more pain uh, than, than the symptoms themselves or the situation itself. And by that, I mean, uh, we spend so much of our time wishing that we weren't depressed or wishing that we weren't anxious or that our situation wasn't this way. Well, it is. Uh, and I think that when we accept that, and acceptance doesn't mean liking it, acceptance doesn't mean endorsing it or wishing it on anybody else or even wishing it to continue. Acceptance just means recognizing that it is what it is and that's okay. It's allowed to be painful. It's allowed to be, be awful. Mm -hmm. I think only when we accept it, can, then can we move toward change. Uh, that we can really un, uh, release uh, the, from the mindfulness tradition uh, the, the clinging that we're doing to the suffering. Why do we need this suffering in our life? Why can't we just let it pass from us? Um, yeah, so absolutely. Practicing that, practicing that radical acceptance really is, uh, is it's easier said than done for sure, <laughs> uh, but it's something that I think we can do mindfully. Yeah, but, but it is crucial. I mean, you are so right. We spend so much time fighting our situation that we are not putting that energy into actually dealing with it in a productive way. Yeah, and, and, and I should also say, too, that acceptance doesn't mean resignation. It very doesn't true. mean saying, I'm just going to be sick for the rest of my life. It's that, no, this is part of me, and, and that's okay. Yeah, that it's a piece of you. It's not the whole you, and that you get to shape your life into exactly what you want it to be. And when you're no longer resisting what is, you can start to create the life of your choosing. And I think that we fall victim to the social stigma that's always around us when we reduce ourselves to an illness. I see this in, I experience yes. myself, and I see it all the time when people have had a, a lifelong diagnosis, for example, of depression, or even if they haven't had a diagnosis, but they've felt uh, depressed uh, for their entire life. They feel that that's their whole identity, is just a singular depressed person, and that it takes over every other part of their life. And it really doesn't have to. And I think where the, where the social stigma comes in is that then we think that we'll never be employable, for example, or never be in a good and healthy relationship or never this or that, when really there's no reason that we can't. I mean, I've lived my practically my entire life with a mental illness and I'm getting to do, uh, you know, I don't know what it would have been like had I not done the work that I'm doing, but I lead a really full uh, and rewarding life. Uh, and it's because mm -hmm. of my experiences, not in spite of them. Absolutely. I think that is all great information. And I'm really happy that you took the time to be here and be my guest today on Practical Wellness. It was great chatting with you. Thank you. So definitely check out Mark and his work and pick up a copy of his upcoming book, which is going to be released in January. You can learn more at markhennick.com and on Facebook and Twitter at Mark Hennick. Again, thank you so much for being here today. I will definitely have you back because there's so many things to talk about mental health related that uh, I could literally write a thesis on the topic. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Practical Wellness Podcast. Make sure to download, share with your friends and family, and have a great day.